today I am joined by one of my favourite Aston Villa fans going, the ESPN host and analyst Luis Miguel Echegaray. Luis, it's great to have you on once again. An absolute pleasure, Frankie. I love all Villa, no filler. Give me more of it, baby. <laughs> I promise I didn't pay to have you say that. <laughs> um, so. Uh, uh, Villa have been very active in the transfer window yet again. Both uh, John Duran and Alex Moreno have arrived, while Danny Ings and Morgan Sanson are two of the bigger names that have gone. Today, Jan Bednarek has also been sent back to Southampton. Um, so, Luis, it's, oh, it, with it being such an active transfer window, uh, what have you made of it so far? Uh, everything that I expected, Frankie, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you and I, very big fans, and obviously the majority of the fan base as well, since Unai Emery came in and, and decided to do his little mini revolution. And it's no surprise to me that he's gone to work. Anybody that read the excellent piece by John Percy from The Telegraph can see like how mm. much work he puts in before he even puts a step into Villa Park. So I knew that the first transfer window, the very first opportunity that he was able to maneuver a few things, he was going to do it. Because, you know, Unai Emery, more so than a manager, is an absolute professor of tactics. And he wants mm. to make sure he has the right personnel to do so. Now, obviously, when he joined Villa, that wasn't his squad. Uh, granted, there's a lot of players that he likes, of course, and surely he's going to develop. But I knew that as soon as January came in, a few things at least objectives were going to happen, whether they actually ultimately, you know, arrive through the doors. That's one thing to, to discuss, but mm. it's not surprised to me that, you know, uh, with all due respect uh, and for a lack of a better phrase, he's basically getting rid of that dead wood, that, that, that uh, personnel that he knows that he's not going to be able to work with all respect to the players that are, that have uh, worn the shirt and represented Villa. But mm. it's clear that Villa Unai Emery has one objective, Frankie, and that's let's get the Unai Emery team on the pitch as soon as possible. Yeah, it definitely feels like that, doesn't it? It feels like we definitely have a manager who has a clarity of vision, which is a refreshing change to what we've previously had before. Um, but, uh, you know, Villa squad, you know, with the outgoings we've had, um, we probably need another centre-back if Bednarek's gone, a striker. We don't seem to have many wingers, maybe even a backup goalkeeper. Um, are you expecting uh, Villa to strengthen in all of those areas over the next week or just a few of them? No, yeah, my, my expectations from January, and that was before Duran came in through the door, I expected at least three, mm. at least three. Alex Moreno not included in that now because Alex Moreno obviously came in. Now Jon Duran has come in as well. So I'm expecting actually, because of also the outgoings that you mentioned, Morgan Sanson's out, you know, Gilbert as well, you know, Benerick returning to Southampton. Mm. you know, uh, and other outgoings it's, and injuries as well, frankly, because it's important to remember, even though Benarek is gone, returning to Southampton, Diego Carlos is still, you know, I, I would say mid-February, at least to see any kind of full training from him. And then obviously Courtney House, who returned from Watford, who's still away away as well. So we need all this personnel. I want three more. Frankie, I'm going to be yeah. totally honest with you. <laughs> I want three more. And I'm being very selfish. I said it on Twitter already as a Peruvian. <laughs> I want Alex Callens to just come on over. Yeah. He's a free agent. He's Peru's most important defender. He won MLS uh, with NYCFC. Just bring it on on a free. Give him a year contract and see what happens. But we definitely need another center back. I mean, Gwendozi, if that happens, I'm going to be so ecstatic. And I think possibly one more attacking midfielder. I'm not sure about the extent of Delofeo's injury that happened at Udinese this weekend, but I'm expecting uh, three, at the very least three more. It's going to be a very busy week 
for Aston Villa Football Club, I think. Yeah, well, make Alex Callan happen because I uh, will be straight to your Twitter page just to see the reaction when he turns up with the smiling Johan Langer holding that Villa shirt. <laughs> I'll, I'll explode, Frankie. I'll explode if that happens. <laughs> I'll be good viewing, I'll tell you. Um, but you um, you know, we, we, the Matteo Guendouzi link, that's the one that doesn't seem to be going away and it seems to be gaining some momentum. Um, do you think it could happen in the next week? And if it does, uh, what do you think he could uh, bring to Aston Villa? Let's answer the first part of that. Uh, I've been so confused by this one in terms of like whether it will happen or not. One, mm. because I thought initially, look, when Dozi at the age that he is, he's enjoying his football in, you know, in his native France. Um, and I thought just because of, you know, of, of how Ligue 1 is structured, Olympique de Marseille has a good, you know, obviously opportunity always to have some European competition almost directly at this point ahead of Aston Villa in a much more competitive Premier League. That's one. Uh, number two, obviously, because of all the reports we were hearing. First, you know, the interest was there, but it didn't seem like Wendozi wanted to leave Marseille just yet, despite the relationship that he has with Unai Emery. And now we're reading that perhaps that's changing. And and um, I believe that, uh, our, you know, my good friend Fabrizio Romano reported how uh, uh, Marseille already being busy in the transfer window. Perhaps that's more ammunition, you know, in anticipation of Wendozi's exit. So yeah. at this point, I'm like 50-50. Before I was 20-80 that he wasn't right. coming. Now yes. I'm 50-50 okay. because of just, you know, of all that we've just been discussing. Now, the other part of it, this would be a tremendous acquisition, I yeah. think, because I he takes all the boxes. He's more creative than the majority of our midfielders. I'm including Emiliano Wendia. He has... I already an experience in England. He knows Unai Emery. And the important thing to remember is that, you know, Unai Emery, he doesn't care about positions as much as he cares about attacking space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you have the likes of Ollie Watkins and good for him to get that goal this past weekend, will be wonders for his confidence. And then Leon Bailey on the other side. We've also seen, by the way, Emiliano Wendia support Ollie Watkins. So I'm seeing just this like fortification of the midfield that can mm -hmm. support the strikers and Gwendozi takes every single box. I would be very excited if this happened. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And I also sort of remember about Arsenal having a little bit of bite, you know, a little bit of a, mm. a nasty streak as an outfield player. And I think that with Villa, we probably have that in Emmy Martinez as somebody who, you know, is capable of uh, winding up opposition fans and opposition players. But outfield, you know, I think maybe somebody like uh, Gwendozi could also add that sort of winning bite out you know, outfield as well. So it, I'd, like yourself, I think I'd be very excited if it came off. And like you as well, I've gone from 2080 thinking it won't happen to now being like, oh, maybe, maybe. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Um, but one player we have signed is uh, Yong Duran, MLS, Chicago Fire. Um, you know, uh, is there anything you can really tell us about him? He's probably not a player too many Villa fans are all that familiar with. Well, first of all, well done on how you said his name there, Frankie. Excellent <laughs> Thank stuff. You. Uh, yeah, uh, for those that don't know, it's I think he, he'll he be okay if you call him John Duran. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, in Colombia and specifically South America, imagine that's a Y sometimes. So it can be John. Also, uh, most often the not Spanish speakers say his middle name as well, because obviously my name is Luis Miguel, but people call me Luis. That's fine. But in Spanish, for example, if like my... Uh, aunt or my grandmother's angry with me, she'll be like, Luis Miguel en so like, <laughs> In Spanish, most of the time, we say, Yon Jader Duran, the whole thing, but John Duran is fine. Yon Duran is fine. Okay, look, listen, 
this kid is that there's an effective meaning of symbolism when he replaced Radamel Falcao in the senior team last year in a friendly. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about who he is. At 19 years old, he is a big, big project of Colombia's national team. Already, they had to take him out of the uh, South America in the 20s. He might not play. Again, that's up to Vela, of course, but he's a massive part of Colombia's setup. That's one. Number two, he comes from Envigado in Colombia, which has a ridiculous resume of talent like Jaime mm-hmm. Rodriguez, Juan Fer Quintero, you know, all these players that have come from there. And in Chicago Fire, many Chicago Fire fans tell me, and obviously from the knowledge that I extensively know about MLS and my friends that work on it day in, day out, specifically Chicago, the moment from the moment he arrived to the moment that he left, the the you know the development has been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So he's a very fast learner. And at 19 years old, he's quick, he's big, he's good in the air. And I think, like Unai Emery said, this is a, a project for him. He is not a replacement for Danny Yangs. So that's very important to remember. So, you know, I was asked this a few weeks ago, like, what are my expectations of Jon Hader Duran? I just want him to feel comfortable in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And then everything else will come. But I think we should be very excited. And I'm so excited about the kind of vision that we have to have somebody like this. I believe it wasn't an Unai Emery call, so I full mm. credit here uh, to Johan Langer. But yeah. Unai Emery looked at what he saw and he liked it. So I, I love that. I love that because because of Brexit, you know, the objectives of getting South American talent now are basically as difficult as trying to get European ones. So yeah. you might as well go into South America and see what you can get. So I'm very excited about this one. Finally, we're like looking beyond what we can see. I mean, I warned everybody about Lucho Diaz way before he even came to Europe. The same with Moises Caicedo. The same thing can happen with Jon Hader Duran. We've just got to be patient, but I'm very excited. That is really exciting. And, you know, for him to be coming as a young teenager, to come work with one of the most kind of obsessive coaches in the game, such a, a proven coach as well, a, a real winner. And um, that's got to be a very exciting thing for, for Duran as well, I would imagine. Um, but, you know, a, a player who's who's left the club is Danny Ings. And it, was slightly, it seemed to slightly divide the fan base a little bit from what I could deduce. Um, I personally am happy with it because I'm happy with whatever decision Nuno Emery is making at the moment, really. And I personally think getting back £15 million for him was probably quite good business, really, and frees up funds for Emery to then pursue his own um, players that he wants. But, you know, where where do you sit on uh, Danny Ings leaving uh, Villa? With you, Frankie, with you. I I, I did a long thread on Twitter about it, and to your point, a lot of, uh, you know, hesitant... uh, comments regarding this exit the main concern and it and it's warranted for every villa fan the main concern is obviously you know we're not that deep when it comes to strikers specifically offensively speaking danny ings gave us the joint most contributions uh last season top scorer this season so obviously the concern is there you know probably at that point are the best natural finisher villa had until you know uh they said goodbye and, and they let him go to west ham So I I understand that. But to me, and just like I said on Twitter, this is a situation in football that, you know, is about, you know, the rational and the emotional. The emotional Mm. is because we appreciate everything Danny Ings has given us. Worked so hard, so popular in the dressing room. You know, we all see uh, what he did when he went with the the great mascot, Riley, who, you know, who who has autism and ADHD. ADHD, And, you know, he, he, you know, he has a foundation, you know, that helps and chat. Like, he's just a good human being. So you never want to say goodbye to a good human being who, by the way, bags a lot of goals. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But yeah. the, so that's the emotional. But the rational is what you just said, which is he's 31 in July. He is on a very big contract, or at that point was before he went to West Ham. He's injury prone, whether we like it or not. And, you know, the fact that they offered something close to what we got him for in the first place is just good business all around. Because mm. at the end of the day, we have to start thinking about the project. And the most important factor, he's not an Unai Emery type of player. He yeah. just isn't. It's just not going to fit, you know, what, what he wants. Unai Emery likes his attackers to attack space and sort of be multidimensional. Danny Ings is wonderful, mm. wonderful. But unfortunately, because of like when you're a striker reaching 31, injury prone, uh, and then suddenly you get offered a certain amount of money by a team that's really trying to fight to stay in the Premier League at this point, then it's a no-brainer. So I'm very sad to see him go. But again, I think the rational beats the emotional in this situation. Yeah, and like yourself, I think I'll always appreciate everything Danny Ings did, you know, at Villa. Um, comes Came across as a very good guy. And I'll never forget being in the Trinity Road stand and literally looking straight in line with his uh, bicycle kick against Newcastle. Oh, my which, God, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> well, one of the best goals I've ever seen live, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah. Now, you know, we've talked about the transfer window, but uh, i got to be honest with you, Luis Miguel. I have fallen hook, line, and sinker for Professor Unai Emery. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on the brink of writing love poetry to the man. <laughs> um, you know, with five wins and seven under him. What have you made of Emery's reign so far? Oh, man. Uh, I'm with you, uh, Frankie. Uh, God, the moment this... First of all, nobody expected this would happen. So thank God for Nassasawiris to, to, to get this done. Unai mm. Emery, to me is, and with all due respect, because obviously, you know, growing up through the 90s, through the birth of the Premier League and seeing my favourites like Brian Little and John Gregory and Martin O'Neill gave us some amazing highlights, even yeah. before him, Ron Atkinson, even all of those managers, you know, Gerard Ullier with his pedigree and stuff. We have never had a manager like this. Yeah, Like definitely not in the Premier League era. It just, it just hasn't happened. We've had great managers. We've had very smart ones. I don't think we've had somebody to the level that Unai Emery brings. Never mind the European pedigree that he brings to the table, but you said it yourself, Professor Unai. I mean, I say it's Aston Villa University because like, and if you read again, um, you know, I believe Matt Mayer from the Daily Express talked to um, Tyron Minks. You could just, you know, he's talking about how much he's learned already. Leon Bailey loves him. Like he is everything that we needed. Villa needed a bolt of energy, but they also needed a consistent change of identity and culture. Mm. And that's Unai Emery. He is so detailed in every single facet. And that's what we needed. Okay, mm. everybody can really want to win a match and stuff. And, you know, former player managers can really tell you how the good old days they did it and you should learn from them. <laughs> We've never had somebody so professorial to just literally break down exactly what you need to do as a team. And this team, more so, and this is why non-Villa fans will never get it, because we've never had that. So yes. a Villa player, to just have somebody like this and learn from everything that he's doing is wonderful. And the fact that he's doing it in his second language is even more amazing. And his English is getting better and better. It is, and then the yeah. other, and then the final part to me, Frankie, is that, you know, if you notice, every single presser, at least post-matches, it will either be at the beginning or, 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 or towards the beginning or, or the middle. He always talks about the support. 
Mm. And and he has a massive, massive objective to not just make this a successful club, but to make it a family. Yes. And and I think you can see that already. So, you know, like you said, I'll, I'll join you in writing these love letters. I'll even <laughs> Venmo him whatever he needs. I don't know. But I just think that Una Emery, you know, there's a long way to go and we have to be patient and there's going to be bad matches. There's going to be bad performances. Stick with this man yeah. because he knows exactly what he's doing. Professor Emery's University. That's what I might be calling it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, I'll be signing up for it. Hopefully get a PhD for there. Or something. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, what what you were just saying there, you know, I think sometimes when you look at clubs like Aston Villa, like you compare them to say Man United or Liverpool um, and Arsenal, where those clubs at some point in the last 30 to 35 years have come across across a manager who has an aura and having that aura just raises the level of the entire club. And suddenly it becomes, you identify that team with competing in the top, you know, four or for titles and championships. And it feels like Villa just in the, in the Premier League era just haven't had that, a manager with that aura really. Um, I think the last manager you could probably say had that was Ron Saunders, who, you know, won the title and, you know, didn't win the European Cup because he left before, but basically it was his team. He, um, right, it was his foundation, right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, it just feels a bit like Villa fans, as a Villa fan for the first time, it feels like a manager that you're like, he has an aura, he has something. You hear those post-game um, interviews and he's he's describing to you what he did to change the game. And you're like, oh, great. That's, what a smart guy. It's, yeah, it's just... he just breaks it down, Frankie. It's amazing. I was there when we beat Tottenham at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and like you see on one side, Antonio Conte, I mean, one of the best European managers out there, clearly struggling right now with Tottenham, but you can't deny his pedigree. And then on the other side, you have Una Emery, who did not leave his, like he was on the touchline the entire time, mm. just helping, directing, detailed. I want people to go back to that game, just this win this past weekend against Southampton. And I've talked to Neil Cutler, like what a ridiculous goalkeeper, wish him all the best. And everything that he did for Emiliano Martinez was amazing. And you could see it, obviously, against Southampton. But I want people to really pay attention to what Emiliano Martinez did in that game against Southampton. His footwork has elevated so high right now. You know, he's becoming more and more like a sweeper keeper, which was a massive dent in his uh, pedigree. Uh, You know, Emiliano Martinez is the greatest goalkeeper in the universe, so we'll hear no otherwise. I'm just (laughs) saying that, like, I'm just saying that like his footwork, his his distribution was, I think, one of the weaknesses of his game. It's already so much better, so much more confident. Yeah. There was a moment in that Southampton game where like the press was coming. He comes out of the box. He very calmly takes the <laughs> ball over and then a beautiful ball to the midfield. Like, <laughs> like, like it was like he was Sinedine Zidane for <laughs> yeah, five seconds. Say, yeah. Unbelievable. Andre Perlo or something. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that's the Unai Emery and his staff. That's what they're doing. And I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I like to think Lionel Messi saw that pass and thought, oh, he's, he's learning. He's learning. You're right. Exactly. There were at least two or three occasions where uh, Martinez came off the, the his line and came out of the box and took the ball as a sweeper keeper, as you're saying. I've, he's just, I've never really identified him as a keeper who comes too far off his line, really. Mm. So, as you say, that has to be coaching, doesn't it? That has to be. He's been told to do that. And um, he might he might just go from the best goalkeeper in the world to the best goalkeeper in the universe. So, that's that's what 100%. I think. Um, preach, but, Frankie, preach. Yeah. But uh, with what you've seen so far uh, under Emery, um, do you think that Europe now is achievable you know, in the next couple of years, obviously, but maybe even this season. 
Well, Frankie, you know, as you're talking, what, what, why would you want to listen to me? Let me just say what the table says. We yeah. are 11th on 28 points. Tottenham are fifth on 33 points. That's five points from fifth place. Hmm. We are, you know, obviously still a work in progress, but numerically speaking, it five points from fifth is 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 incredible. Mm. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Yes, granted, it's a very tight table, and there are plenty of great teams uh, uh, above us as well. But if we continue, then why not? If if numer- if the table's telling us that yes, five points from fifth, then why not? The key has to be consistency and winning ugly, which is like what we're doing as well. The most important thing in order to be successful in any sport, in any sport, right? is to be resilient. And I am seeing a lot of that, especially against Southampton, who, you know, they are dying for points. They want to get out of the bottom three. They have a new manager. Uh, You know, St. Mary's has never been uh, a welcoming ground to Aston Villa, and Mm. we got the victory. And and that, to me, I think a year ago would never have happened. So that needs to happen. So can we make Europe this year? Of course we can. Will it happen? That's to tell, because... I'm a very big fan of what the Serbia and Brighton are all about. The yeah, same with Thomas Frank and Brentford. You know, we can probably take advantage of the fact that Liverpool and Chelsea are still struggling. But, you know, obviously because of the riches that they have, you would think that sooner rather than later they're going to wake up. Fulham are going on an unbelievable run. So it's not going to be easy. But five points from fifth, Frankie, like the table says it. So let's go for it. Yeah, it's totally possible. And to just... Imagine Aston Villa being back in Europe again is just uh, oh, it's been, oh don't it's been even a long I'll time. fly over man I'll <laughs> fly over every time I mean yeah. it'll be ridiculous <laughs> yeah going everywhere in Europe you can um, but you know uh, just before we we wrap up uh, you know I do ask um, you know uh, the start of the season wasn't great um, you know we, we struggled quite heavily but you know under Emery it's obviously improved but who would you say so far for you has been Villa's kind of player of the season i know it's early days you know still a way to go in the season but so far at least who would you say has been our best uh best player that's a it's a good question because you know i've been very impressed with the likes of Ezri Konsa getting his mojo back one of the mm. best center backs in the premier league i don't care what anybody says at this moment he is his partnership with tyron minx has been amazing they've done tremendous you know those two you can definitely say a lot about obviously emiliano mm. martinez is is, is going to be a favorite as well, but to me, it's Ashley Young. Yeah, I just—it's—it's it's unbelievable what this man does. The fact that he's going to be thirty-eight, the fact that you know, uh, today—I believe right now, as we're taping on this day in two thousand and seven, he joined Villa for the first time. You know that what he continues to deliver day in and day out. You want to put him on the right back as a right back, go for it. Left back, go for it. You know, you want him to push up, go for it. You want him to sit back and protect, go for it. He is to me the epitome of a sensei and at this moment he would be my, my my player of the season just because of everything that he gives the fact by the way that it doesn't matter where it was dean smith steven gerrard unai emery you could they're all starting him they're all yeah. seeing the quality that he has that that's not a coincidence he's just a born competitor a born champion and 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 so consistent at this point he would probably be me but then you know very close to that is the um, Batman and Robin duo of Douglas Luiz and Buba Kamara because Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Kamara on a free is 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 probably the biggest piece of thievery anybody's ever done. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, he is ridiculous. So that partnership is beautiful. But at this point, I would give it to Ashley Young. 
Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree. I think Kamara's been a just a fantastic Ooh, signing, and it's ridiculous. Like I, I'm watching him, I'm thinking like, what did all the Champions League teams missing this guy? They must have all I watched know. him. Like he's just quality. Yeah. So uh, that that's one thing to thank Steven Gerrard for. By the yeah. way, I know that there's a lot of criticism that we give him, but thanks to him, a, a, a quality came in, and Buba Kamara was one of them. I mean, so it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe long term, it will have been worth having him there for the year just for Buba Kamara. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm also with you on Ashley Young as well. I think uh, he's got that sort of. He's got. I mentioned it earlier, actually, that kind of bite, that winning mentality that I think Emmy Martinez really has, and his footballing IQ has to be so high. Such an intelligent player to not just start his career as a, you know, one of the top, you know, attacking wingers in the Premier League, but to have, you know, adjusted his game in such a way that he's now a starting right back or he can play at left back. It's absolutely amazing, really. I was in my 20s when we were watching Villa with Ashley Young and, and Martin O'Neill, and, you know, with Gareth Barry and Gabby and Nigeria Coker and stuff. Unbelievable. And the fact that I'm like, talking to you right now in 2023 and i'm telling you that actually young right now is my right now my candidate for the the, the uh, club's player of the season is it's ridiculous it's just yeah. ridiculous what a ridiculous player it's yeah and it's great to have him because you know for the youth players as well it can only be a um a great thing to have a player of his experience and what he's won yep. uh, around them uh advising them um so luis miguel it's been absolutely Brilliant to have you on. I feel like I can talk like with you about Villa until uh, the, the end of time. To be honest. Um, <laughs> hey, Frankie, anytime, because my wife doesn't want to hear one single word of it. So <laughs> I'd rather just talk to you about it. Yeah. No, e- ESPN doesn't want to hear me talk about Aston Villa. So I might as well do it with you. Yeah, yeah right. Well, um, I was going to ask you, uh, Luis Miguel, um, where can, I mean, most people who are watching this, will have come across you already, I'm sure. But, you know, for anybody who may not have done, uh, where can we find you online and find your work more generally? Yeah, no, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, so as you mentioned, last time we spoke, I was with CBS, but now I'm with ESPN. So you uh, can read my stuff on ESPN.com, ESPNFC. I also co-host a show on YouTube with Kay Murray uh, on the weekends, all Premier League and and the biggest storylines as well. I'm also on Twitter, LMHAGARAI. You know, like Frankie said, just read my last name because there's no way you'll be able to spell it. Uh, and on Instagram as well. So I'm everywhere. Just I don't think there's many Luis Miguel Echegarais out there on ESPN that are Aston Villa fans. So I'm sure if you Google me, I think you can you can figure it out. Well, Luis Miguel, it's been brilliant to have you on. And as I said before, one of my favorite Aston Villa fans going. So uh, up the villa. Up the villa, Frankie. Keep up the good work. Oh, villa, no, villa. Up the villa. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't pay for that. So. <laughs>